This episode is brought to you by the sneaky treat company Melbourne. Decadent sweet treats delivered to your door. Let your friends, family or clients know that you're thinking of them with a box of goodies and a personalised note to send along with your gift. TheSneakyTreatCo.com. You know you want to. Hi there, welcome to the Move Me podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from 80s iconic band Wawanese guitarist Steve Williams. He's collaborating with a whole heap of singers at the moment and some music is already released and available wherever you stream or get your music from. We chat about the early days, riding high with chart success both here and overseas, what's happening now and who's lining up to sing on the next tracks and beyond. Enjoy this fun chat with Steve Williams in just a moment on the Move Me podcast. Hello there, Steve Williams. Absolute pleasure to have you. Wawane, one of my favourite bands. And you, you're one of my most favourite guitarists ever. Hi, Julie. Thanks. And thanks for the kind words. That's really nice to hear. Do you know, it's a true word. Back in the 80s, us kids, we absolutely loved our Aussie musos. You know, the scene then was... People were crazy about bands, I guess, and, and going to see bands was such a huge kind of part of, you know, young people's lives that I guess people that were, you know, you know, experiencing that at the time, it's a pretty strong memory for them because things, like, let's face it, have changed considerably. They really have. And I don't know, did we get the best of it? Look, I can only speak from personal experience, but, you know, I remember when I was a kid, like, growing up in the UK and, like, you'd hear, like, the new T-Rex single or, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff. Music was, like, incredible and... I was lucky enough to sort of, I guess, get a little bit on the tail end of that with the with the success of Well I Need. So not that we were anything like those bands, but um, you know, the period where people were still crazy about going to see bands. All of my friends that were in bands in the eighties were playing like the huge crowds all the time. It was it was wasn't just us. It was pretty standard stuff, you know. I like all kinds of music. I'm right into like you know jazz, and I love classical music, and I love heavy rock. Uh, you know, so I've got very eclectic taste, but I do have a really strong personal affinity to kind of soul and funk music. So that seems like a natural thing for me to kind of do. And I tend to get hired a lot to play guitar in bands where I'm like the guitar shredder, you know, which I, I still dig doing, but it's not, probably not what I would personally be doing myself kind of thing. I think when you spent some time in Adelaide, you were, was it a Deep Purple tribute band? Yeah, look, the Machine Head, I still do oh. that, and we've got a gig at the Gov on, I think it's December the 19th with Live Evils. You know, I get to play, like, guitar all night really loud without getting yelled at by people. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so cool. Do you get to bring out the pink guitar in Machine Head? <laughs> Look, I, I am going to this time because I just, like, with the passing of Eddie Van Halen, he was such a huge influence on me and every guitarist of my generation. Uh, he's, like, my favourite rock guitarist ever. So I'm, I'm bringing out the pink Jackson because it's got the big humbucker and the big tremolo arm so I can make a few of those kind of 80s-ish sort of sounds that... You know, we all know and love kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it will be. It will be making an appearance. I think the one thing that we can get from COVID is we're not going to get any overseas acts for a year at least. That's right. Yeah. So now is the time to support your local Australian tribute acts, or you know, the bands that you like to go and see, or 
Uh, hopefully they'll start putting together some of those bigger things like 80s mania. I've got two shows coming up with, uh, you know, we do those Empire Touring shows that you saw, I think, one one of those with Wawane. Yeah. Got one on December 12 in Queensland where, you know, the lineup's pretty pretty massive. Ian Moss is uh, headlining and there's, you know, a dozen or so quite quite big acts. You're playing with Matt Finish, aren't you now? Yeah, that's Matt Finish I'm doing that gig with. Yeah, I've been doing Matt Finish for about two years. So you've now joined forces with John Pryor from Matt Finish? John Pryor from that finish, yeah, he that that new song I've got when I see you dancing. Um, like I wrote that and then I recorded it all at my face. And John Kenny, the singer, who's been a friend of mine for a very long time, he's from the Rock Mills. He's the most incredible singer. His voice is incredible. It's like you know Molten Honey, and it's effortless from him too. He's such an easygoing dude, and he just opens his mouth, and that's what happens. So I'd recorded all the music here in Melbourne, and then I sent him the stuff, and he did his vocals in New South Wales. He sent them back to me, and I put it all together, and then I thought. John Pryor owns an actual commercial studio in Sydney called Unity Game Studios. So I sent him the track and then he added live drums and then he, he actually did the final mix because he's got a, you know, a pro kind of setup. I mean, I've got a sort of okay setup, but it's not to the level of his you know, studio. So he actually did the final mix there and it, you know, it came up pretty good. Everyone get jealous. I had a sneaky listen to it before it got released and I just kept playing it. I just kept playing it and playing it and playing it. Sort of harks back a little bit to the 80s, but it's still current. It still sounds modern. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the shtick on it. And I thought, you know, if I could sort of do a production, I mean, I was almost going for like a 70s kind of soul kind of thing. And and quite a few people have said that it sounds like Bowie from that white soul period, which I hadn't even thought of. I can't actually see that. It does. You said to me, can you guess who the singer is? And I guessed that it was Steve Balby because I was thinking of Steve Balby when he does his David Bowie tribute show. So I absolutely hear Bowie in there. The initial kind of incentive for doing this was I wanted to record maybe an album of my original songs with a different singer on each track. And I did one a couple of months ago with a young girl uh, called Nick MC that came up pretty good. And then I've done this one with John. I've, I've got another one happening with John, which is almost finished. And since that, the new one came out, I've actually been contacted by, by quite a few people that are really keen to get involved. It's, it's kind of been quite overwhelming. And one particular guy who I'm not going to name, but he's a singer in one of Australia's, like, I personally think they're the best rock band in Australia that's currently here. He's doing the next track. Wow. So, and I was I was quite surprised because he bought the single on iTunes and, and snapshotted me the thing and sent it to me. And I said to him, man, I didn't think you'd, you know, this would be kind of your cup of tea. And he's like, yeah, man, I love that kind of music. So, you know, there you go. Oh, I could throw out some names, but then I would spoil the surprise for everyone. <laughs> the, the guy is insane. I mean, I love his band and I love his voice. And I was really flattered that he even like the track let alone bought it and then we had an hour-long conversation the next day and now we're collaborating so that's amazing it's a really great song and thank you julia it really means a lot oh well it's true and i was so pleased when i got a sneaky listen to it and i thought oh i don't want to just listen to it now i'm going to wait until i get home so i can have a real listen to it and i did like you know 11 o'clock at night and i went oh i'm so bummed that i took me all day to listen to this song Because it's really you know, good. It's really, it's really pleasing because when you write a song, you never know. I'm always filled with self-doubt and I'm like, does this song suck? Is this like, are these lyrics really corny? Like, what, you know, like, am I really, who am I kidding? You know, you go through all those kind of, and then so when, when you get some positive feedback, it's like, oh, really? Okay, cool. Were you like that in the heyday of Wawane? The same sort I of thing? I've, I think, yeah, I reckon I've always been sort of fairly self-critical in a way, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. If you do suck, if you do suck, it's good to know. <laughs> 
Well, and also it's cool being humble. Yeah, maybe. Because those songs, Stimulation, I Can Make You Love Me, uh, Sugar Free, that's another favourite. Yep. They're just such good fun 80s songs, not just here in Australia, you got some success in America as well too. We had success quite a few, in, in quite a few overseas countries. We were big in Asia and we had hits in Japan and we had hits pretty much everywhere except England. It was released in England and they hated us. We played at the Marquee. We were one of the last bands ever to play at the Marquee, and the, which is the most you know iconic venue and everyone stayed there from the Beatles to Zeppelin. Yeah. And the, the bouncer on the door told me that we were the worst band that had ever played there. Well, what would he <laughs> I know? No, I thought that was cool. It was like, yeah, well, well at least we, we must have made some kind of impression yeah. for us to be that bad. We didn't have any luck in that territory, but yeah, we did well in Europe and we did, we like, Sugar Free was top five in LA and regionally, I think it was 17 or 20 or something like that. I can't really remember, but it was top, you know, it got into the top 40 in the national US chart, so... I think the wrong people got hold of this song in the UK. A, you're you're Welsh, aren't you? I am Welsh, yeah, that's great. So you're one of theirs, and they're good songs, and everybody else liked them, so you know what, release them now. (laughs) Release your new stuff. You know, perception is everything, and you can't please everyone, and while only was a polarising band, you either loved us or hated us, and it's still a little bit like that, and I get it, you know what I mean, because we weren't kind of an Oz Rock sort of band, you know what I mean? So that's cool. I mean, you can't... Just... I must be biased, Steve Williams, because I absolutely loved Wawani, and I love everything yeah. that you've done since, so there. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great, Julie. I appreciate it. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Move Me podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcasts from and on our very own page on our producer's website. Look for audiolemonade.com and follow the links there. Little hint, I'm the producer and the editor too. And if you are after a producer, editor, mentor or coach, that is a great place to start to find me. Move Me.